Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hmm? Ah! Hmm. When's the last time you felt her move? I'm on the go a lot. Barely notice. I lost one. Between Nick and Alicia. One week her heart was beating, pat, 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 pat. Too fast to count. Next checkup. It just stopped. I'm healthy. My kid's healthy. Taking prenatal vitamins. As if I'm gonna find When exactly was the last time you felt her move? Shut up. If she died, she may have turned. She'd feel that though, wouldn't she? I mean, if that thing was moving inside of her, she would have probably said, shut up. Hey, 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 hey. Deadheads, welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Duncan. And this is Fear the Walking Dead cast episode 218. You may have noticed the lack of a voice with a higher register in our introduction. That's because Melissa is not here. She got called away on a job in Los Angeles. And she told me that might happen. And I'm glad because that means she has work, which is great. But means that... Yeah, that's good. I was worried uh, Clementine might have gotten bit. <laughs> Did. So to <laughs> fill in, I, the first, I was like scrambling to think, who should I get to fill in? And the first name on my list was available. And that's Miss Jessica Rhodes. So welcome, Jessica. Hello. Thanks <laughs> for inviting me. Mm-hmm. And Jessica, you guys might remember, guested, I don't know, a couple months ago. Yeah, or, for the what was it? The mid-season premiere or the second season premiere, whatever you call oh, it. Oh, it's been, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> the mid-season, yeah. yeah, premiere for season six, yeah. and uh, you got some compliments. One of oh, whom, one of which came from Karen. She said, oh. "I like that Ooh, girl." High compliments. Yeah. <laughs> Karen and I have something in common. Both of our dads had or have. My dad has a boat in the Chesapeake, and her dad used to have a boat in the Chesapeake Bay. So we bonded what? over that on Slack. She actually, Karen was my first choice, but uh, oh, she snapped. She, Things just got real. She, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I don't know if you'd understand that. 
<laughs> I probably okay, rude, rude to eat, rude to even bring it up, huh? <laughs> but uh, she's not caught up on the show. Uh, she yeah. told me, "I'm like, watch them. It's getting good." Yeah, I was really excited when you asked me. I'm flying to California tomorrow morning, and so I had a crap ton to do today. But I'm like, no, I'm making this work. I definitely awesome. want to talk nice. about Fear well, the Walking thank you. Dead. That's awesome. <laughs> well, um, by the way, Jessica co-hosts podcast producers which is a podcast on our network and yes. she also does rose to success which is a kind of a business marketing interview podcast right yes and wh- who did you you interviewed recently most recently who was it um most recently we interviewed harry duran right who is on uh podcast junkies on the podcast network and yeah. then we have another show coming out tomorrow with katie and chris kermitzos i don't know them so i'm curious to hear that there, one. yeah that, that's a fun one you like it but the hairy one was really really fun too yes it was, great. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. how uh, uh cory was like 10 seconds behind so he kept answering questions that you guys had already moved on from <laughs> yeah we had a really he's in costa rica and so his internet connection is really bad he's you know connecting with us on zoom on his ipad like catching the wi-fi from the pool house or something and then you know recording remotely and it's just the connection was so bad he kept coming in like 10 seconds after we were already <laughs> done talking about something so <laughs> it, it sounded really good on the fin- finished product because he yeah, edited it all together it did, but there were yeah. some funny bloopers yeah that was not the highlight of it it's just what sprung to mind but it was awesome to yeah. hear you guys get to know Harry I learned some things about Harry that I didn't know so that was great all right well that's enough chitter chatter let's get into the main event here attention shoppers dead cast top three in five four three two did you stick that zombie sound in there that was Melissa Oh, I wonder where she got that. I think I she, it was uh, she a, just did it. I thought it was a mix of Melissa and Duncan together. <laughs> <laughs> she did she make that sound? That would be amazing. Yeah, I just had, I dropped the pitch like an octave. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. All right, uh, yeah, let's see. Really awesome. So it's our Deadcast Top Three. It's top three highlights for season two, episode four, "Blood in the Streets," which I thought was a cheesy title until I heard the quote yeah uh what was it when there's blood when in the there's street blood in the streets you, it's time to buy yeah buy real estate or whatever yeah <laughs> which was mm. a quote after napoleon lost after waterloo. waterloo when yeah. rothschild came in and bought up all the property mm-hmm. to sell probably after funding the war and creating the situation for himself to make a lot of money off of and i thought it was relevant not only because these guys are into real estate and trying to snap up opportunities but also the boat is a prime piece of real estate that these guys are trying to capitalize on i guess yeah good call it's parallel there so what'd you guys think jessica what'd you think i really really liked it as i mentioned to you jason my my feelings toward the fear of the walking dead have really aged well um, <laughs> like a fine I, wine like a fine wine uh after you know i liked the first season um i was like okay this is cool zombies you know i was giving it some time and to be honest with you after the first episode of this season i was like ugh, no like more the, I just was not into it, but it's gotten better each episode. And last night's episode, I felt like just was hitting the sweet spot from all the character development to the action and Mm -hmm. just everything together, like the flashbacks. I was like, oh, this is why I like this show. 
That's cool. Yeah, I'm glad. I was afraid after two what I thought were the second episode I thought was was good and then the third one I really liked and then I was like, "Oh, come on, keep this streak going." And I liked last night's episode too. It felt like a more sophisticated show. It's getting more sophisticated, which I like. I saw you had uh, asked on the Walking Dead cast Facebook page if people thought that the the good streak was continuing. I didn't get to read the responses though. What were people saying? Well, we'll find out uh, later when we read in the listener comments, but mostly people agreed with that. Yeah, there were a few who didn't, but mostly, yeah, mostly people are are liking it too. I mean, I got to admit, I I don't even know if it's worth saying this, but watching this and Game of Thrones on the same night, I mean, Game of Thrones is so amazing. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like hard to compare with that. Yeah, (laughs) but uh, I'm liking where this is going. And the, even though there weren't very many zombies in this episode, which is fine, the scenes with the zombies were really good, I thought. And it just feels more like the kind of zombie action or interactions that I like that feel like, for some reason, more like the classic Romero movies than The Walking Dead has lately. And and I thought I was just kind of sick of zombies, but the show is making me feel excited about zombies again so that's kind of fun <laughs> yeah i like how fresh they are because in the walking dead now they're all so degraded and disgusting but mm-hmm. now it's like they're just kind of humans that just recently turned so they look kind of real i mean when nick like pulled that one zombie into the tent yeah it was like more dang, human, he's yeah. like just with a dead human as opposed to this like mutilated zombie <laughs> yeah, they're definitely more <laughs> scary when they're more human yeah, yeah. exactly and they and you you can remember that they well, not too long ago they were human so yeah. that's cool mm-hmm. but also i think it's because uh the people on the walking dead have gotten to the point where the zombies kind of feel like pests right and they're you, so casual about yeah. just taking down large numbers of them and i think that affects how i perceive them i almost think of them the same way like oh look there's a gaggle of zombies over there just better steer clear but no big deal and then on this show it's more like oh shit you know <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's cool all right well let's get into the top three jessica okay so my number three is uh, Nick's fashion statement with his all black outfit. I <laughs> thought it was fantastic that when well, I mean, we've been talking or you guys have been talking, I've been listening about how, you know, he's in his like old grandfather, you know, grand, like, what did they call it? Geriatric chic. chic and, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, he like washes short, he starts buck naked, goes back into his grandfather clothes and then takes a shower and is in this really like snazzy black outfit. Um, G'd up from the feet up. <laughs> I love it. It's just, I love Nick. I think that he's the, the new Daryl. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm sure a lot of viewers are, I'm not like attracted to Nick. Like I would be attracted to Daryl, but he's just such an enticing character. He's kind of got this swagger about him as he's, figuring out that when he puts the zombie guts and the blood on him that they won't sense him and I like that he's like saying maybe I should or he's thinking if he should just kind of also have the limp you know because yeah um, I and I think maybe just for a split second you were meant to wonder if he was a zombie yeah or, but yeah uh-huh. yeah so I don't know just Nick in general from his out like he's just Really, I think a deep character um, with a lot of depth, but at the same time will always make you laugh, even in mm-hmm. like really scary situations on the show. 
So he's that was my top three or my number three. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean because he's an attractive personality. Yes, you know, and he's got I a don't a lot of charisma. I'm not saying I want to hop into bed with him, but <laughs> he's the kind of guy that you can throw out there and he can work with anybody. You know, he can yes. he can meet up with yeah. Lewis or is that the guy's name, Lewis? Uh, yes. Uh huh. Yeah, he can meet up with him. He can, you know, hook up with Strand and, right. and hit it off. He kids, can little work kids. With anybody, yeah. yeah, him with the kids. Anybody. Yeah. He was my number three too. Just Nick in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I was really digging his um his technique when he started off on his mission and was luring that zombie to the um to the tent. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a the the water bottle throw to throw him off guard and then leading him right where he wanted to. He got it towards the tent and perfect. It was just a perfect plan getting a getting its head right against the uh, the the screen there. And just grabbing it and immobilizing it so it couldn't biting bite him, and then just stabbing it right in the head. I was sitting there just thinking, "Oh man, he's a natural." Mm-hmm. And the way he does, the way he was moving, maneuvering around. Well, I, I mean, I can't help but look at all his interaction with zombies now from the, the filter of us believing that it's just part of his addictive personality to get this adrenaline hit (laughs) and i think that's what the show intends but either way that's what i'm always thinking so i'm like yeah he's doing this out of necessity but also because he's kind of enjoying it you know yeah which is fun what i really (laughs) liked about nick was that he really reacted to how bad and disgusting the smell was of that zombie yeah i think you guys have talked about this before how I don't Definitely. think on this show in general they show how disgusting those things must smell. And he's like almost right. gagging and throwing up. Because at first when he pulled the thing into the tent, I'm like, come on, why aren't you reacting more? And then he started, you know, gagging. I'm like, okay, f- okay, good. <laughs> so I was glad. Yeah, it's never really emphasized on the regular show. I wonder if the ratings would go up or down if uh, Walking Dead had smell-o-vision. Oh, God, way down. It'd probably go down. Way down. <laughs> way down. <laughs> What were you saying, Duncan? I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Um, I was saying, yeah, it's the uh, the smell is never really emphasized on The Walking Dead. I feel like they've covered Hardly a lot ever. more mm-hmm. on through The Walking Dead uh, more consistently. Yeah, um, totally. it's funny you mentioned Nick's all black outfit. And part of my top three was Nick's capris. <laughs> He's always got something funny. No shame, yes. you know, running around with grandpa's clothes or capris uh-huh. or the half shirt. It's you know, in uh, Frank Delane's contract that he has to have three outfit changes (laughs) (laughs) well uh he uh, you know that whole thing i i did like how he lured the zombie into the tent and then he kind of paused there you know or face to face because he was getting getting his little kicks out of it but i was thinking uh if it was anybody from the walking dead they they're skilled enough that they could just walk right up and knife it in the head. They wouldn't mm-hmm. need to do that. He's and making I, a game out of it. I was yeah, thinking of Splinter Cell. He's making the whole a time. game. <laughs> I haven't played that, but I, I read it was good. really good. Yeah. But I but I also think it's possible too that he's just they don't feel confident enough for that. Yeah, we haven't really seen them just walk up to a zombie that wasn't directly threatening them and and kill it you know yeah and you could tell by his technique like i said he lured it against the the screen so he could immobilize it and mm-hmm. uh, put a barrier between him and it and uh, get a better grasp on the situation that's smart it, it was really cool just the whole scene with the whole like encampment of abandoned tents blowing in the wind at night on the beach i just like that the I whole thing was it was like a scene right out of a splinter cell game he starts off with a water-based infiltration and um, it was coming off of the previously on where it ended with Strand saying, fearlessness, focus. 
that has value, Nicholas. So immediately uh, <laughs> I knew he was using Nicholas for something, and he was right. sent on a mission by Strand. So I was yeah. in mission mode, paying attention to like what he was doing. And so you f- is you figured r- right off the bat that he was doing something for Strand. Oh, that's yeah. why he was there. Definitely. Cool. Well, while we're on Nick, I'll just say, even though this is my number three, that I also like the scene with him shambling past the girl zombie that you mentioned jessica yeah and uh well i guess you already mentioned that i just liked it yeah <laughs> the other cool thing so. was like when he, he goes hard man like he, he cut that zombie open and he went full rambo it's not like just splattering a little blood all over himself he caked himself out yeah with, with gook he go looks pretty badass <laughs> i when that first happened uh when he learned about it last episode i had a feeling nick might use this a lot more than other characters <laughs> you know yeah. yeah like on walking dead they've only used it like three times he figured I, I would... it out a lot faster than they did yeah. on the walking dead yeah it's just By he's accident. very intuitive adaptive mm-hmm. you know it's in his nature mm-hmm. all right so my number three is strand's story which i feel like we probably have gotten pretty much all of his story here like we got he was a big mystery, but I don't think he's, I mean, maybe there's more to learn that'll have twists and turns, but potentially we got it all. So I'm going to, since we kind of moved around in time, I'm going to just talk it through his history, his timeline. If I touch on any of your points or if you want to jump in, feel free to jump in, but uh, let's see. So it turns out he is an opportunistic kind of a shark of a guy like we thought but also i thought it was really interesting that his story might just really be a simple love story that he wanted to get back to his boyfriend (laughs) i love it that was actually strand's character development is my number two so i'm just going to echo a lot of what you said i i love that it's confirmed or i think it's confirmed he's not the villain you know it's clearly these other guys and he's just He's trying to get back to his boyfriend. I love it. <laughs> but he did see, I wouldn't go, I'd say he's still a gray area character because we know he stole from the guy and he That's says true. he planned to pay him back, but that might be something you might say once you get caught. Yeah, definitely. That's what I was thinking. But also, I really think that since, you know, he started off telling the whole, what's the family's last name? Nick and Travis, I forgot. Anyway, he told their family you know, we're going to San Diego. I think he was probably hoping on dumping them off in San Diego. He also didn't tell Lewis that there would be anybody besides him. So mm-hmm. I really think he, he was, has been planning on abandoning them the whole time. Well, I Absolutely. also, I also think that his relationship with, uh, the guy's name is Abigail, right? Thomas, yeah. Thomas, Abigail, Thomas, yep. Thomas, Abigail. I also think it's, it's kind of, um, yeah, you guys curse on the show. It's kind of a fucked up relationship. Like it starts by him stealing thirty five thousand dollars from yeah. him, and then it's then it continues with him being indebted to yeah. the guy. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like okay, and and you see that a lot, um, just in life and in general, but you know, on TV too, and just the you know, it seems like oh, they're so in love. It's like oh wait, no, we shouldn't be kind of um, idolizing or making light of a relationship that's probably really. <laughs> abusive whether physically or emotionally <laughs> um so it's kind of sweet on one hand you're like oh he's trying to get back to his boyfriend and but then it's like oh that's relationship is probably not the healthiest one although yeah it's probably although it's been pickings. a number of years since since that uh, yeah. initial encounter has it yeah. was uh, 2005 five yeah because that's katrina, katrina. Was going on and um and what so, year yeah, is it know? now in Fear the Walking Dead 10. 2010 about oh, yeah. okay i guess i didn't realize that time jump that happened 
I had forgotten about it also. Hmm. I mean, I think that I, I enjoyed that scene and I'm going to give the show credit and say that it was really nuanced that, you know, they had the confrontation in the hotel room and it could have gotten violent. That's why probably Thomas brought his friend there. But there was, I think there was an underlying mutual attraction between the two of them the whole time. Yeah. And I was going to say, when did you guys figure it out? They, yeah. And they also saw, well, hold on. And they also saw that they were kind of two peas in the pod because right before the scene, just before Strand stole Thomas's wallet, Thomas was telling Strand, I'm an opportunity. I'm an opportunist. I'm a leech. And then it turns Parasite. out Strand's the same thing. And so I think they really had this admiration for each other. And that's why that turned from what could have potentially been a really violent scene into, all right, we'll work together. You know? Yeah. A mutual kind of sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mutual attraction in terms of business technique and as well as a, some type of physical attraction. I mean, I didn't fully figure it out until they kissed, but I was suspecting it. I it, yeah. I started to suspect it. I think, I mean, maybe a little bit in the bar, but mostly when he, when, uh, I guess Strand was carrying him up carrying to him back. the hotel yeah. room, there was just too much tension. Like I, yeah. I'm thinking, okay, if they are two straight men who got really drunk, they would probably just like lay him on, like just throw him on the bed. But he like took his jacket off and was really caring. Mm-hmm. It was just like, that's when I started to think, Oh wait, there's something more here. This is not, <laughs> they're yeah. not just well, getting well, drunk. And he rested his face like right on his crotch. Yeah. He was taking the jacket off. <laughs> I'm like, how far are they going to go here? <laughs> right. Well, when he started blowing him, I was like, hmm, <laughs> no, but, uh, what when they were, watching? <laughs> <laughs> wait, I might've watched the channels cut. there. Yeah. But when uh, they were, even when they were at the bar, there was a moment where their faces were really close and then they were just gazing into each other's eyes. Oh, I missed that. I was like, hmm. I just saw it when, uh, when he was carrying him up and he, the, um, Abigail kind of like leaned up towards him and was saying something. And I was like, whoa, this is getting awkward. (laughs) Well, so, so let me just go through this timeline. So we learned that Strand started out in debt collection and then he moved to what he said was fringe real estate and he had real estate in new Orleans, but it was all destroyed by Katrina. Then he was bankrupt and had to start over. And then that's when he met Thomas in the bar and had this flirtation, but ended up seeing the opportunity. So took his credit cards, charged them all up in order to start his debt collection business again. And then Thomas and Lewis caught him and, but then they decided to turn it into a, a, a loan. And then, uh, let's see, Lew- we learned that Lewis was, uh, and Thomas, uh, Lewis's mother worked for Thomas's father and then also worked for Thomas, but she also brought both of them up. So it's a little complicated, but they're al- it's almost like they're brothers. And she's apparently a mega badass, which hopefully we'll yeah. get to see. Well, we saw her though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we didn't see any badassness yet. And then we see uh, later Strand and Thomas in what I think is the place where they're all headed to in Mexico. Yeah, where, that's what I thought. Yeah, Strand wanted to talk business, but Thomas is like, come on, stop and enjoy the view. And he said something kind of interesting. He said, Thomas said, this place makes me feel like the rest of the world has fallen away mm-hmm. and we don't need it, which is prophetic. Yes. <laughs> And then uh, in the middle of the outbreak, we find out that Strand left Thomas to go up to L.A. because he ha- just had to close his deal. And he said he would be back in two days. 
And so I assume while he was up there, that's when he had access to, I don't know if he took the boat, but he had access to the boat and the house. And then I guess Lewis was in San Diego looking after that real estate development. And I guess Thomas and Celia were probably still down in Mexico in their retirement home. Mm -hmm. And then at some point we don't know how, but uh, strand was captured by the military and caged up. That's when he met Nick and I assume figured, well, I want to get back to my boat and get down to my boyfriend. So I'll use these people to help me do that. Then we, it's everything we've seen in fear the walking dead. And then strand sent Nick ashore to go get Lewis who, they needed to help them get into Mexico because apparently there's a flotilla, which I didn't know what that was, but it's a group of ships or boats all together. Man, I thought it was a water-based Godzilla. (laughs) (laughs) It can be that if you want. That would be pretty exciting. (laughs) So I, I wonder about that flotilla. Like I, one thing about this episode that I wondered, like this guy Colin uh, has all these people, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk more about, but also this flotilla, like a lot of stuff seems to have been organized pretty quickly but i guess people do kind of work fast sometimes when shit goes down so anyway i'm curious to see what that's all about yeah definitely so that's it good job put all that together really well Yeah, very very well done good report i feel like we just watched the whole series (laughs) (laughs) i don't usually sometimes when because i was actually a little bit confused after my first viewing about because they were jumping around so much when i went back i wanted to make sure i really got it what what the hell happened Mm -hmm. so jessica your turn okay so let's see um my number two there were basically i felt like there were a lot of situations in this episode that kind of made you uncomfortable like with strand and abigail when we weren't like i wasn't really sure if they were you know, if they were lovers or if there was going to be, there was just a lot of almost like rape and assault. I felt like, like, I don't know about you guys, but when Alicia and Jack were up in, up in her room, I know that they're really into each other, but I wasn't sure if he was going to rape her then. Like it really just kind of felt like this doesn't feel right. And then like Mm -hmm. they hugged and everything. And I listened to another, uh, podcast that covered the episode last night and 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 other people are thinking well you know they're just jack is gonna maybe go into their camp but i just don't trust him at all because clearly he totally turned on her um so it just seemed like there were a lot of very kind of uncomfortable scenarios that i felt like were almost like sexual assault rape type feelings yeah i could see that but Yeah, but I mean, it's, I think it's also a good thing for the show because it was deeper than just kind of, I don't know, just kind of a shallow storyline. Yeah, it makes it it sort of feel realistic because that's, you know, that's something that you got to really watch out for in this type of situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with Jack, I still am not sure, you know, he just kept saying, Connor listens to me when Alicia was asking him to protect her family. And I don't know if he really thinks that he did try. He said, take him ashore at the end there. And Connor nodded. But uh, I don't know if he really thought that was going to happen or he kind of suspected that once they left, Reed was going to kill them all. So I guess I'm saying I don't know if Jack is trustworthy or not. Yeah, I kind of felt like he's 
I feel like on a scale uh, of one to 10, 10 being he's totally trustworthy, he's maybe a six. Like he's a little bit, <laughs> I, I don't totally write him off, but I still can't trust him. And can I just say this? Does anyone else keep thinking about Titanic whenever... <laughs> <laughs> like Jack, the boat, they're oh, like falling yeah. in love I hadn't even from thought two separate right. like camps. It's just I can't stop thinking about Titanic, but <laughs> I don't know if I'm the only one. <laughs> I want to see some zombies up on the on the front of the boat there. <laughs> like this Rawr. hair too. Like there's just too many similarities between Alicia. <laughs> he does and Jack. look like a, a bit DiCaprio. Yeah, you know those those right? violin players did make it kind of weird on there. I was wondering where they came from. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, you know, but I hadn't even had this thought. But now that you mentioned that, I bet you there's a ninety-seven point five percent chance this boat's going down by the end of this. Oh, yeah. you know it. That's a really sink. good point. I didn't yeah. even think about that. It better. And now that I think about it, I'll be highly disappointed. Hopefully somebody's trapped inside it when it happens too, and it's like all dramatic. Oh, and then there was Strand kind of holding on to his raft, like um Kate or no, not Kate. What's it in Titanic? Uh it's Kate Winslet, Rose? Leonardo DiCaprio. Rose, Rose, like Rose and Jack hold together. <laughs> just like this is Titanic, Fear of the Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Who do you want to go down with the ship, Duncan? Uh, well, I don't want anybody to die in it, but sure you I do. Feel like well, it's to be Strand. He's the captain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Captain he should has to go, go down, down with, with the ship. I feel like Alicia's going to be trapped in it, and Nick's going to have to like swim down and uh, save her or something. I like Alicia more and more, even yes. though she's stupidly naive. Alicia has grown on me because remember, I did not like her yeah. one bit early on. Shh. She was going balls out this episode. She's basically offering to trade her herself for her family's safety. I think she really likes the guy, though. Yeah, I think she does too. Which is dumb. But yeah, what do you? Why do you like her more now? Jessica? Um, I think that she's start. She's I I I can see her learning as the series goes on. Like I can see her mm. actually like when the series started out. She was just. I feel like she was just very naive and just like annoying and just wanted to, I don't know. I just, she just was very shallow, but I think all of the characters were, I think that's in general why a lot of people are starting to like fear the walking dead more and more because we're realizing, Oh, it's not, you know, six years in to the apocalypse. Like they're just figuring out what life is like now in this mm -hmm. post-apocalyptic world. So, you know, it's kind of like, just the evolution of any you know teenager into adulthood you're just less naive you're a little bit more jaded <laughs> as you grow up and that's kind of we're seeing that happen with her and it's interesting i think she is i can't tell if she's being manipulative with jack you know and she's trying to make him think that she's really into him so she can get into right. his camp and kind of um you know stir some things up or if she is or, or help save her family yeah yeah that's See, what i thought I think I just think she this is totally in character for her because we saw how important that first boyfriend was. Mm -hmm. I forgot his name. And, she, you know, she seemed to prize him above her family or anything else, which is pretty Matt. common when you're a teenager. Yes. And then I think she's doing the same thing with Jack. Mm -hmm. So I actually don't agree. I think she's still just as as naive. But um, I know she'll there's probably like, be I, cured of that pretty soon. I was looking I was trying when she was. 
hugging him in her room, I was looking at her face and trying to see, cause you, they can, you can almost tell if they're being like Carol does this a lot in the walking dead where you yeah. can tell she's being manipulative. Like she's pretending to be Susie homemaker, but you can tell she's really not. And I was when no one else can see yeah, her face. But the camera. Like I was trying to see that in Alicia and I, I think I wanted to see it, but I don't know if she it's had there. this look though. It's yeah. She had some kind of look. So I'm kind of with you, like, Jason. Oh, I'm kind of like okay. not really Love sure sick. if she's <laughs> yeah. If, if I'm not really sure about her, but I I, I have hope, but I'm not confident. <laughs> it reminded me of in season one when Ophelia was using that uh, military guy. But yeah, definitely. she oh, yeah. really knows how to turn on the charm, and she looks so into it. And then there was a moment where the look on her face was like Jesus Christ. Yes, I forgot about that. <laughs> Where are we on the list? I don't even remember. Um, uh, we are at number two. I think it's your turn, Duncan, for number two. Yeah. Yeah, my turn was uh, Madison Lecter. <laughs> number two. <laughs> she, she's working all the psychological yes. stuff on, on everybody. I loved it. Oh, what if that dead baby inside what if it turns, turns into a zombie? When yeah, was that was... You felt it. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, I mean, Get she started off... Head. She started off just with simple, like... Uh, Oh yeah, your second baby's harder because every pain that you have, you know, there's going to be a worse worse. one ahead. (laughs) (laughs) But then it got to maybe you have a zombie baby. (laughs) I just thought it was hilarious because who, which character said, you know, keep her, keep her distracted or or get inside her head, and she's like, so what if your baby's dead? Like, could she be a little (laughs) bit more subtle? (laughs) So you're taking those prenatal vitamins. I was just waiting for her to start going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, I thought that was really good. And that leads into my number two, which we've all kind of touched on already. But I thought one good thing about this episode is it deepened people's characters. Yes, Mm -hmm. that big time with Madison. We saw her conniving and manipulating and... Yeah, she has a vicious, and I assume, you know, it makes sense if you're a counselor that you probably have some psych background, mm-hmm. and she, we've seen her She's use that. She's probably done with pregnant teenagers in yeah. class, you know, yeah. in their schools and everything. And- and with Tobias, we saw her use that in a way that was very compassionate and helpful, but um, mm-hmm. she used it the other way this time, which I thought was pretty amazing. And it, and it w- gave some light to her character because I can understand why people have been critical of the show that some of the characters aren't catching on or as developed. And Madison's one of them. She seems a little bit blank yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, but I liked nice. her character a lot more this episode. Yeah, yeah. That, that whole thing like kind of warmed me up to her a bit. Mm-hmm. And then with Strand, we got so much of his character. And I think we, he already was one that... People like Strand and Daniel, and I think it's because they have strong characters already, mm-hmm. but but we saw more sides of him this time. It was nice to see him laughing and being flirtatious and all that stuff. It just kind of filled him out as a real person rather than and just then, some Yeah, then villain. vulnerable at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was cool. Uh, Alicia, I, I, I'm liking her because I still think she's naive, but she's kind of uh, even keeled and calm and you know the way she looked at her mom it was like I got this yeah uh, she just has this uh, groundedness about her that I think is pretty cool and then uh, Ophelia she told Chris, uh, Chris that in Catholic school I had some fun and did some things my parents didn't know about made some bad decisions you get the feeling she's got a little bit of a wild child in her how old is she I was just gonna ask how old do you think she is <laughs> I think she's <laughs> 
four, five. Because they're having like kind of Six. a fun little conversation. Yeah, because they seem a little flirtatious, but Chris has got to be like 15 or 16. I mean, he's pretty young. Yeah, I don't she's, think... She's robbing the cradle. <laughs> I don't think it was meant as anything but friendly. But the way yeah. she smiles, you just kind of melt. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> I would just be just like that soldier. I'd be like, oh, whatever you want me to do. <laughs> Jumping jacks, you got it. <laughs> yeah. You want the key and Antibiotics, to the... you got it. You need a tank. <laughs> Here, you can have my gun. <laughs> I get that. That's a double entendre, Duncan. <laughs> so... I... Uh, Jessica, your turn. Okay, so my number one is just the overall, the characters, like, I feel like there's a line in The Walking Dead, you know, okay, you know, with Rick, I hate to keep comparing it to The Walking Dead, but it is for The Walking Dead. When Rick, you know, asks, how many people have you killed? How many humans have you killed? And there's, there's at a point in this series or in this world where it's very normal to just start killing humans as well as the zombies. And I see them kind of approaching and crossing that line now. And it Mm -hmm. feels like it's happening a lot faster than it did in the walking dead. I mean, all they're already humans battling each other. It's so funny because just last week, Jason, you were saying, I like that this is more about, um, this is back to the zombies being scary again. And now here we are with humans being at war with each other. <laughs> but I just thought it, I loved when Chris was like, should I shoot him? Should I shoot him? And it was like in his head, he goes, I know that I probably should, but I'm still, you know, I'm still a human and we're not supposed to kill other humans, uh. but now we have to. And so I like seeing them kind of battle with that and like get into that uncomfortable zone of needing to face mortality yeah i mean when he was saying that i thought well you don't know enough to just start shooting but maybe i mean even on the walking dead i mean rick Rick would have just shot uh, a pregnant girl what the hell but uh (laughs) but but he you should say stay right there and point the gun at them yeah i feel like anybody if they don't want to get shot, they should hang a few feet away from the boat and explain the situation. Yeah. Because if you're trying to, to board us, then you're an invader at that point. But that said, having a bleeding pregnant girl crying is a very good tactic. Definitely. Because yeah. I, even and, I, when and the guy said, we're good people, I was like, okay, okay, I think they're probably good, which made that quick turnaround really thrilling. Like, oh, yeah, shit. As soon as Alicia goes, <laughs> Jack, it's like, oh, shit. This is yep. all over now, people. <laughs> yeah, and it also, before you develop protocols for dealing with potential invaders, that that whole moral dilemma is the fo- at the forefront of your decision making. So, and do you pull the trigger? Do you try to help them? What do you do? Mm-hmm. And when are they going? I mean, I have a feeling it's going to happen now, but they're not yet at the point where they where they all have weapons on them all the time. Like that's really dangerous. Mm-hmm. They outnumbered those three guys on the boat. But then again, it took it, it was not very hard for those for the three people on the boat to tie them all up like you got it. They, they need to start carrying guns and knives and just be even if they're on their own boat. Clearly, it's still not that secure. People can just walk right on. Yeah, they need to get some because mm-hmm. it strand went for that automatic and or whatever it was. It seems like that's the only weapon gun on board. Maybe is that yeah. lost at sea now? No, no, he just didn't have the clip. Oh, wait, did he take it with him? Wasn't Maybe. it? Um, I doubt he did. Oh, what's his? Wait, what's his name? Daniel, Daniel took, took it. it. Oh yeah, 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 he had it at the and end. And I think right? Daniel had an, a gun too. 
Okay, that makes sense. But that's an instance of Daniel's distrust uh, causing Which, them problems. Which, yeah, wasn't that good in the <laughs> long run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Duncan, number one. Uh, my number one is Connor and crew. What's up with Connor? What do you guys think this deal is? Well, Jack said that when Jack's brother died, Connor helped him and then uh, saved him. And then what did he say? I don't know. But then he feels like he owes him. So it seems like it, Connor capitalized on this whole thing too, this blood and blood in the streets and, st- and used it as a way to get a group of people to do what he wants. But it, or if we're to take it at face value, this guy Reed has this, predilection he was the asshole on the boat oh yeah the now dead asshole he he has this predilection for violence so connor can just like take him and and have him do all the dirty work but not have to be a part of it yeah send him out first (laughs) yeah yeah he had no intention of sending those guys to shore at all he started pounding that drink as soon as connor was getting off the boat yeah and i don't even know if connor I don't know. Yeah, that's he's a mystery right now. But d- did he really think that would happen, or did he know that they were going to die, or did he just not care either way? I, I get the feeling he didn't really care either way because he didn't issue any formal commands. Right. Mm. And that guy played a good. He was good at being an asshole. Like I don't. Reed? If I saw that guy, the actor walking around, I would think you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you should have him on the podcast for an interview. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Why are you such an asshole? No, just kidding. <laughs> No, he did, he did great. You mean Reed? Yeah, Reed. Yeah, definitely. One weird thing about them is they knew the names of everyone. Yeah. And Daniel asked how, and Alicia said she didn't tell him that. So was she lying or did they somehow know the names? No, I don't think she told him that. And even if she had mentioned a few names, they wouldn't know specifics of who was who mm-hmm. and everything like that. It seemed like they'd been spying on them. I mean, one... Maybe they're using those, like, long-range mic- microphones mm-hmm. you can buy at, like, kids' toy stores or something. So, you know? I mean, one possibility are the people that they cut from their towing line. Um, they could have oh, come yeah. across them. I don't know how well how well they knew them or how many names ah, they knew, but true. those are yeah. two characters that they were with recently. And if Jack mm-hmm. and friends were just kind of right up on, behind them, they could have come right on, you know, and got the people that were in that raft. And and who were the who were in the helicopters? Hmm. Just random. I don't know. I think people. that was just maybe that was headed towards the flotilla. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, right off the bat, when I saw those helicopters, I kind of got confused. I wasn't sure if it was a flashback or if it was current. Or yeah, I think the world's current. about to get a whole lot bigger. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just one last thing about Connor's crew. I was like, why did they take Travis and Alicia? And I and I think it was clear that they took travis because he has a skill mm-hmm. he fixed the boat yeah and alicia because uh jack likes jack, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. definitely all right well my number one was all that too just all the stuff with jack's people which i thought was pretty tense and well yeah. done it was interesting seeing travis kind of act sneaky yeah i was so glad when i saw him put mm-hmm. that thing up his sleeve 
Mm-hmm. I thought it was a little ridiculous, though. He's like pulling all these weapons out and yeah, crowbar. And, like, yeah, he's all like, this big pulls out all this. At first, I thought it was just a little <laughs> screwdriver, and then he pulls his whole crowbar. It's like he a clown going out of cards. It's like, out. how did you get that whole yeah, thing in? He's like, <laughs> and then when hey, he pulled hey, that bazooka here. out, I was like, all right, this is getting ridiculous. Right. And and earlier, Maddie's like, Daniel, you almost got that thing done yet? While this pregnant girl's like four feet away. <laughs> I know. Are you are you free? Anyway. I thought it was a little unfair of Alicia to say that Strand wasn't any better than Reed. Yeah. Because they cut those, Strand cut those people loose, which is bad, and they probably died. But that's probably not worse than going on somebody's boat and attacking them. All all he did was refuse to to reallocate his own resources to help people as opposed to forcibly taking and hijacking other people's property and risking their lives or ending their lives. Exactly. Yeah. It was defensive maneuvering on the part of strand as opposed to you know careless offensive yeah. procedures on connor's part you may be able to argue it was the same which i wouldn't but someone might but you would not say that what stranded was worse i think that's not defensible one yeah. thing i'm looking forward to seeing on this show is um not that i want people to be broken up and and to die but i'm looking forward to seeing more kind of families by uh, circumstance. Like right now, you know, you have Travis and Madison and their kids and Ophelia and Daniel, like everyone's still kind of in their families from before the apocalypse. And I like that in the walking dead, it's like all these kind of misfits that just happen to come together. So I, I'm kind of looking forward to them being broken up a little bit. And I don't know if that will happen, but what do you guys think about that? Well, they are right now. That's Travis true. and Alicia, but I don't know how long they'll last. I don't know. I mean, one thing that sets this show apart and it, this show needs as much as it can, in my opinion, set it apart is that it is about a family. Mm, that's true. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also think that if no one ever dies, that's a main cast member that would make the show kind of weak. Right. I guess in, in The Walking Dead, there was Lori Rick and there were, mm-hmm. a, yeah. All right. That makes yeah. Sense. And then they die off and <laughs> that's how you like Maggie's the only one left from the whole green clan. Yeah. It just takes time. <laughs> one, uh, well, Dollar Margulis. have patience. There'll be death. <laughs> so a couple more things. I thought Alicia said she sleeps on deck when it's warm. And I thought that sounded awesome. <laughs> I want to sleep on a warm deck. And then finally, uh, Doug Ray Scott played Thomas Abigail. He was going to be Wolverine, but he was in Mission Impossible 2 and filming went over schedule and so he had to give the part to Hugh Jackman dude that's crazy yep I remember back when Doug Ray Scott first got announced for that role I was like looking him up but uh it's probably a good thing Hugh Jackman's pretty awesome Mm -hmm. yeah people tend to like Hugh Jackman Wolverine Mm -hmm. so I wonder how things would have played out if it was a different actor but this guy's was good right I liked him yeah definitely he reminded me of someone was it Rick Perry yeah I could see that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty funny all right you guys either one of you have anything else i want to their thing um with madison did you, okay so maybe i just noticed this but she said you know i need to start over and she said i when she probably should have said we talk, <laughs> i mean that is a relationship no no it is we 
<laughs> so That's things are on the rocks with her and Travis, I think. <laughs> yeah, I felt like they have been for the past couple episodes. Right, for right, sure. Rightfully so. I mean, it's probably not the easiest time to uh, rekindle a romance. Yeah, there was something last episode that happened that there made was a it major cock like... block when they were uh in bed. yeah but then right after that what was it duncan they oh, said remember. something that was like oh pro- trouble in paradise oh where are we yeah oh, we're, where are we're we going, going? we're together oh, that's where are we going right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> next episode I'm a you're driving me crazy <laughs> next episode maddie's gonna be like nursing strand back to hell wait no he's gay never mind <laughs> i forgot he might be okay. bi maybe he's bi yeah <laughs> all right on that note let's take a little break there's more to come stay with us bicycle 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 i want to ride my All right, we're back. It's time to talk about our sponsor, and it's Texture, which is one of my favorites. The Texture app, in case you don't know, it's an app, and you have it on your phone or your tablet. Tablets are the best, and you can get pretty much any magazine on there. The world's most popular magazines, there's literally hundreds of them, and you can just look at any one of those that you want at any time. You can flip through it. You can search them. You can even look at back issues. Um, you can save them so that if you don't have uh, Wi-Fi, you could read it on a plane or something like that. You can look at individual articles. It's I find it like being a kid in a candy store. It's just flicking through and seeing all these covers and I can touch anyone and then I'm reading that magazine. That's really cool. A few that Super crazy. I like are Wired, Vanity Fair, Hollywood Reporter, Entertainment Weekly, Macworld, New Yorker. But here's a couple that I don't mention that much just because I don't read them, but some of you guys might. Details, People, Men's Health, Esquire, Condé Nast Traveler, Sunset, Vogue, Sports Illustrated, Cosmopolitan. Did you say that for me, um, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but until you... Until I find out you were going to be on. <laughs> I don't read You're like, I'm sold. In uh, Entertainment Weekly this week had a great piece on Prince. He's on the cover and there's a 12 page piece oh, about him. It's really good. And then next week has Kit Harrington on the cover with an exclusive interview about recent developments on Game of Thrones, which we won't go into. But I thought that was cool and I can't wait to read it. And not only can you just read through any magazine, the editorial team picks out articles and you, in a different part of the app that you can look through and they're in categories. So like in the science and tech category, I see an article about the this Amazon Echo thing called My Alexa Affair from Esquire magazine. So I don't necessarily read Esquire, but I am interested in that article so I can just tap on it. So that way you can find content from magazines that you don't normally look at. Uh, there's other categories like news and politics, food and cooking and stuff like that. And uh, you can do all this stuff that I'm talking about. You could be looking at these things within minutes for free right now because Texture's offering a free trial to you guys when you go to texture.com slash deadcast. So you get immediate entry to all these magazines, including the back issues, and there's bonus video content and stuff. 
And again, that's set. Go to texture.com slash deadcast to get that. Obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens. The people he kills get up and kill. Are they slow moving, Chief? Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. This is a Walking Deadcast news update. Okay, time for the news. There's not a... I guess there's a few items. So the first thing is Walking Dead started filming for what's for us today, Monday, May 2nd. So they're filming right now. Wow. They're filming Glenn getting his head bashed in. (laughs) (laughs) Or whoever. Um, Uh, Yeah. Who do you think it is, Jessica? Oh, you know, I was pretty convinced when somebody, I think on your show, was making the case for Abraham... Mm-hmm. I'm, pr- I'm I'm gonna vote for Abraham. That's like a vote you don't want to get. <laughs> <laughs> Abraham Lucille, twenty six. But it it could, <laughs> it could be Glenn though. I mean, that would be super predictable. But I hope it's not. I'll be disappointed. But I think either. he might be right. No, no. I'm saying I don't want it to be Abraham. Oh goodness. Because <laughs> he's not big enough. Well, yeah. But I think you might be right. Yeah. Who I don't knows? Know. Who knows? Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, Scott Gimple uh, had an interview on IGN. He was talking about what to expect from Walking Dead Season 7. He said, this is not spoiler. It's kind of general information. But he said, we're going to have a wide variety of locales and a wide variety of tone. And Abraham's dead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he said, I'm very excited for all the different stories that are going to be told. And I can say without spoiling anything that things are going to start off very, very, very dark because everybody knows where we're starting. But that won't be the whole season. It's not going to be darkness upon darkness upon darkness. I'm very excited for all the individual characters journeys, except for the way we start, which will be awful. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the way he phrased that kind of made me think. I had this theory that the reason why they made this a cliffhanger instead of just showing who who died was because they might have just thought it was too much of a downer to end a season on and people might feel like, oh, I don't want to watch this anymore. Or they might have been attached to whoever's dead and not want to come back. And so now he's reassuring us, even though something's awful coming up, it's not going to be, you know, you're not going to feel bad the whole season. Yeah, I was not upset that it was a cliffhanger. I was like, oh, that's about right. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Right in the moment, you didn't care? Well, I mean, honestly, in the moment, I was like, uh, I really, um, I mean, I wanted to know, but I mean, a lot of listeners were, or, you know, viewers and listeners were like, oh, I'm so angry. But I mean, I mean, of course, they're going to make a cliffhanger. They want you to come back and find out. Yeah, it's people a show. would come back. I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess. Basic I mean, TV structure. Yeah. I, I've argued both sides because I, I think I've argued exactly what you're saying. And I say but like I, it's a show not to downplay how serious it is to us, but it's a show as in it's a it's a business. <laughs> like they want to keep the listeners on the edge of their seat and they are keeping us yeah. on the edge of our seat until October. <laughs> well, oh. yeah. I mean, I I don't I, I hear what you're saying. The comic book showed it, mm-hmm. and it was such a powerful moment in the comic. And in the comic and, book, yeah. I haven't read the comics, but is that was that the end of a book? And did you have to wait until the next one came out? You had to wait a month, but okay. I think it happened in the middle of the book. Okay. Well, so then that's yeah, different, I don't though, know because, because I read just a keep compendium. Reading, right? 
Yeah, it, uh, maybe it was. I think it was at the very end. Now that I think about it, I could go look, but I don't want to. But <laughs> I mean, it. I think it took away from some of the power of the moment to to do that. That you would could be my immediately start, of it. Uh, you know, getting therapy about the situation, <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to just being trauma. You know, almost traumatized in like suspended animation, right? Of trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, instead of going to grief counseling now, people are having anxiety. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, but we're all, even the people who said they're never going to watch again, they're all going to be tuning back in to find Stop out. It. Yeah. Every single one of them. Okay. Yeah, freaking liars. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. So, yeah. I mean, there's some people who are like, nope, I'm just watching Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, liars. Definitely liars. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. So the next, the Walking Dead Universal Studios Hollywood attraction, which is coming up this summer at Universal Studios Hollywood, is now auditioning for zombies. So if you want what? to be a zombie at wow. that, go to ushauditions.com and say, rawr. <laughs> <laughs> then finally, Tech Insider asked Greg Nicotero what he thought of the zombies or whites in Game of Thrones. He said, meh. No, I'm just kidding. He said, <laughs> I love the idea of skeletons walking around that they throw themselves, threw themselves off a cliff and get up and just start running. I thought it was great. Skeletons crawling around and killing people is awesome. That supernatural aspect is of that makes them by nature very different than ours. He said, we still try to keep to the reality of needing muscle to move the bone, to move the body. But it's just something we continue to push every season with new sculptures and pushing the elements of what we can. Oh, he's stretching it, saying they're sticking with reality here. He is, yeah. <laughs> no, no heart beating, <laughs> giving oxygen and nutrients to the cells to keep them moving and you know alive or functioning. <laughs> I can sort of get what he's saying though, because if you just saw a skeleton walking around, it would be oh, a little yeah, bit it's like a whole another level of supernatural. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then finally, oh, I lied. There's one more. Josh McDermott apparently has a role on this upcoming Twin Peaks revival in 2017. <gasps> no way. I love Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to rewatch it. I don't I never even finished watching it even though I liked it a lot. Jamie and I binge watched the series on DVD like 5 years ago. Love it. That's cool. So yeah, good. I binged it like 2 or 3 years ago. It's good. Oh yeah, you guys are really good. I forgot you guys are not you guys are young and didn't watch it when it first came out like I did. Yeah, no, you're a little yeah. older than me. <laughs> Duncan, how old are you? 28. Oh, me too. High five. Uh, what? Uh, virtual five. Jason's like, I'm so you old. Little children. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I watched that and loved it until it became apparent that it wasn't everything it seemed. It was different. And then I just lost interest. But now I'm really curious to go back with my sort of more open-minded attitude and watch it all again. You'll dig it. You'll dig it for sure. So I think Josh McDermott would fit really well on that show for some reason. Yeah, I think so too. Oh yeah. He's He's a weirdo. His level of bizarrety. Yeah. uh, Yeah. would go perfectly with it. And people online were saying, well, does that mean that he's going to be killed off? But it doesn't necessarily because they can film at different times of the year. Yeah. And they have lots of parts on that show too. Steven Yun is doing some other show also is right. Yeah. Didn't you say that last week on the news? He's doing a movie, but it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's the, the filming time is a little dubious. It makes me think. So they're both mm. potential. Yeah. You know, it's amazing how many, like how actors people. can be involved in a lot of different things at the same time. You know, 
Like yeah. if you see all the time, you know, favorite like TV actors and then they'll just show up in movies. And it's like, how did mm-hmm. they do that? And it's just the filming schedule. I mean, they, you could go in and, you know, I think actors can film for like two straight weeks. So maybe they're just off the walking dead for two weeks and then they come mm-hmm. back. So I don't think right. you can read too much into it. No, I don't either. And it depends yeah. too on who it is. Like I don't, Andrew Lincoln can't do as much cause he has such a huge part. All right, that's it for the news. Let's move on to listener moans, groans, grunts. So let's go, Jessica, Duncan, me. Okay. Angela Todd said, enjoyed it. Season has definitely picked up and starting to enjoy the characters more. Kathy Lund says, sweet, Doug Ray Scott. Sorry, Duncan, no. (laughs) (laughs) Theme song. I was sucked in from the very beginning of the episode. Finally, I'm starting to properly root for our protagonists. Nick is so interesting to watch. Rower. <laughs> Shannon Bullen says, like the fact it was Madison that fished Strand out of the water, particularly since she's the one that earlier said we should throw him over. I agree. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good, A- good catch. Yes. Ashley Renfro says, eh, it was okay. Still not invested in it like The Walking Dead. Hi, Ashley. Lynn Corso. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying hi. Ashley was <laughs> one of the listeners that showed up to the meetup in uh, Nashville. Oh, cool. About a month ago. It was cool to meet, meet her. Lynn Corso Malinowski says, good, solid episode. Really enjoyed getting some strand backstory. Great conflict with the pirates versus the Abigail crew. Loved the sharpshooter takeout of the redheaded pirate. Nice. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And gruesome when he just started on point picking him off mm-hmm. yeah he you know he was ready for action mm-hmm. big time no hesitation on his part right chris is like do i shoot do i shoot he's like oh who's yes, yeah. do I shoot? I, that I, one I forgot right? to say that i love that he's uh got some sniper skills i'm like that uh-huh. is gonna come in handy yeah on a zodiac bouncing along yes. in the water awesome. you know, it was so quick too it's like shot. nick said all the people that have weapons are not ours and so okay yeah. start picking them off and then daniel came out with a Double weapon kill and it's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Not Oops, that one. Not that him. one. <laughs> <laughs> Larry Blake says they've turned the corner. This episode was better than last week's. The Strand backstory gives his intentions merit. His ways are a means to an end. We just couldn't see it yet. Lucy R. Hinney says, Scotland, it's our man, Doug Ray. Does the lovely MH do Scottish accents? Should I shoot them? Mm. Oh, is this supposed to be for Melissa? Yeah, maybe maybe she does, but we won't know until maybe next week if I remember to ask her. Well, she says, should I shoot them? Hashtag still team Chris (laughs) actually waiting with bated breath for next week. Nice. Well, Lucy, I don't care if I do Scottish accents. Oh, eh? good. Yeah, sorry, I'm not even going to try to do one. <laughs> Me neither. I suck at Scottish. <laughs> I would Should just I shoot them? everyone. <laughs> uh, well, so now uh, Duncan will finish off the episode in a Scottish accent. No, just <laughs> All right, who's next? Jeff Rhodes says, pretty good. Still TWD in a boat, but inter- entertaining. <laughs> Laughed out loud when Nick was dribbling the ball, walking in the zombie suit. <laughs> nice. that was amazing. Uh, Nicole Cass Case says I honestly thought last night's episode was one of the best there's no comparison The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead are great shows on their own excited for what's to come 
Daniel Diaz says, I like the storytelling and going back to Strand's pre-ship's captain days so that the audience can understand who he is and the reasons for his actions. Fear of the Walking Dead does a much better job than The Walking Dead in this regard, as The Walking Dead would devote an entire episode or two to the character's backstory, like with Morgan and the governor. Lynn Corso Malinowski says, Stupid question, maybe, but I can't tell if Strand and Abigail were really just rich real estate developers or if they were actually prepping for the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were just rich real estate developers, right? Who liked yeah, gated I, I communities? Think so. Who liked what? I said who liked gated, gated communities. communities. A lot of yeah. people like gated communities, which is handy in the apocalypse. Yeah, it just happened to be handy. Yeah, worked out pretty well. <laughs> Uh, Mo Favo says, love the reverse border situation. Interesting statement. People having to work to get into Mexico. Mm. But I ha. but I would have thought it would have broken down already, but maybe a few more weeks before all the governments are fallen. Well, we, I don't know if we can assume this flotilla has anything to do with the governments, but it is weird mm. that there would be this still trouble crossing a border. I think governments would dissolve pretty quickly. You'd it's think. the drug mm-hmm. cartels running the flotilla. It could be. Yeah. Protecting their crops. <laughs> Kevin McVeigh says, yes, season has been very solid so far. Better than season two of The Walking Dead so far. Mm. And Michael Darwin says, I think Fear the Walking Dead needs more dragons in it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mean I that, think. Michael. <laughs> if a dragon showed up. I think that's a good idea. I don't actually. think Mark and w- Michael would be going, yes. Well, well, we didn't see what launched those firebombs over the city, all right? That could have been... Government dragons. big-ass dragon. Yeah, government dragons. <laughs> all right, we got a couple of calls. Here's Greg from South Carolina. Hey, guys. This is Greg from, Greg from South Carolina. Uh, Jason, you asked uh, about uh, my opinion on what Duncan was talking about as far as the desalination units. Um, so the, the one that, that he's talking about is, is a distilling unit. He's absolutely right. You use or something to that effect to heat up uh, like seawater and then boils off uh, all of the, the brine and whatnot and that falls away and that clear water becomes obviously a, a vapor and then is condensed into some sort of condenser or something like that. Uh, most boats, their desalination units, they don't have steam systems or anything like that, um, at least not the ones that I'm familiar with. The ones that I'm familiar with are, are a little bit bigger scale. Um, but uh, the ones I was talking about are specifically reverse osmosis systems, um, which basically they have a high pressure that goes through this semi-permeable membrane, and it's basically like a filter. Um, but like I was saying, the uh, the bacteria is not filtered out. The bacteria just goes through because those are you know microbes and whatnot. Uh, we actually have to add a chemical uh, to kill the bacteria. Now maybe that's kind of the case that they they would use on a on a yacht. Uh, typically, it's like bromine pills or whatnot that you put those drinking water fountains or excuse me, drinking water tanks uh, in order to to make it uh, reasonable for use. Because otherwise, if you don't get uh, that uh, above uh, like the uh, distilling unit, if you don't get that above a certain temperature, it's not going to kill that bacteria that like Duncan was talking about. Um, maybe it doesn't necessarily clear it up. I would guess that it'd be a reverse osmosis on on the the yacht, but uh, it very well could be uh, some sort of distilling portion. All right. Look forward to hearing from you guys again uh, after next week's episode. Bye. Thanks for the call. That was very informative. Yeah, that was cool, man. I love it when 
people who know stuff call in. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all like Jon Snow here. <laughs> we know nothing. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Okay, and then we have Andrew. Hey, guys. My name is Andrew. I'm a huge comic book fan of The Walking Dead. I'm also a huge The Walking Dead series fan. I just wanted to ask you guys, do you think that it hurts the fear of The Walking Dead, that it doesn't have a comic literature to kind of back it up where they follow the through lines like they do in The Walking Dead to the comic? Or do you think that it really opens things up <clears throat> to really bring Fear of the Walking Dead and give it its own unique style? Um, I just, as a comic book fan, I always felt that because the Fear of the Walking Dead wasn't a comic per se, that the show would kind of hurt, but I'm actually feeling like this season um, is getting better. So that, I guess my question is, do you think Fear of the Walking Dead, it hurts it that it doesn't have its own comic? to follow the storylines with. Thanks so much. You guys are great. I think it's a good thing. Um, it's it's really good having the initial series based off the comic because it's like seeing something you've, you've imagined come to life. But um, having a secondary series expand off of it that could go any direction adds an element of mystery and excitement to the, to the franchise that I think is uh, probably a really good thing overall. What about you guys? Yeah, I don't I, uh, I don't read the comics, so for me it d- doesn't really make a difference, but I would be really curious to know how the writers feel being able to write a totally new story because um, I don't know what the process is writing a television show based on a comic because, you know, as you guys have pointed out, some lines are word for word and other lines they need to, you know, change some of the language around. So I'd be curious to know what the writers think, but I mean, mm. I don't think it's a good or a bad thing. I'm I'm enjoying both series. I mean, I know a lot of probably most TV shows, the way they work is the writers sit there and they work out beat by beat what's going to happen in the stories. You know, they might do a larger seasonal um, sort of where they want the characters to end up at the end of the season. And then for each episode, they talk it out. And then once they have an outline, they send the writers off to flesh it out and actually write the episode. Mm -hmm. So there'll be like a single writer per episode. So the comic sort of functions as like a first draft Mm. and they get to follow that when they want to and not when they don't want to. And because the comic is so good, in my opinion, it's, it's probably my favorite comic ever. And I've collected Mm. hundreds of different titles probably. Yeah. So, um, I think it makes for a great Bible and, you know, guideline, but, uh, I, I think it, it really just depends more on the quality of the storytelling. You know, if you had a show that had bad writing, it wouldn't matter if it was based on a bad comic or original bad writing. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say it's, it's awesome. You know, it's, it's cool to not have to base it on the comic and to be able to do something new and creative and I think it's a good thing as long as it doesn't suck. Yeah. (laughs) Like if, yeah, I I really think it it doesn't matter either way. I mean, like you were saying, Duncan, I like that they're, that they're doing the comic because I love the comic so much. So it's fun to see what they make of that. But I like that there's this new show where they can, we don't have any idea what to expect as long as the writing is good. But uh, one thing about the show walking dead that does bug me sometimes, which I mentioned before is it feels like sometimes they hew really closely to the comic in a way that doesn't make sense for the show. And then it feels a little out of place. Like, Oh, that didn't fit in the show. Like it does in the comic. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, like the one I always bring up is when Rick was in Alexandria when he first got there and 
he was out in the middle of the street waving his gun around at everybody and Michonne came and knocked him out. Huh. It just seemed out of character for Rick mm. where he was at that point in the show and that was taken right out of the comic. So mm. stuff like that pops up every once in a while. I don't know. What did you think about that scene, Jessica? Um, you remember? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, I, I guess I would agree with you. There are stuff that comes up where, you know, even not having had read the comic, there are times where I'm like, wow, that seems straight out of a comic book. Like when yeah. Abraham <laughs> and, you know, Rosita and like when we first met them, we're like, they're so yeah. comic. Like they just look like comic book characters. It was too. It was right it off was, the cover yeah. of the comic yeah. book. Yeah. I mean, but it, yeah. at the same time, I don't <laughs> think it's a bad thing because it is a show based on a comic book, but it does kind of bring you out of the moment a little bit mm -hmm. so it's that, only that bad too. when they move steer it towards the comic in a way that it feels like it doesn't make sense for the show and but Gimple's such a fan that he's like I want to get there and you know if the comic <laughs> didn't exist then it, that wouldn't be a problem mm -hmm. you know that one uh, that that time you mentioned with the Abraham Rosita and Eugene that was like directly lifted from the comic like an exact frame replica mm -hmm. essentially so it's funny that you mentioned that specifically. Yeah. Well, she knows that because she listens to our podcast. I do. True. <laughs> she may not read the comics, but she's in the know. I am. <laughs> All right. That was that was great. Okay, let's move on to next week on The Walking Dead. No, next week on Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> next time on Fear the Walking Dead. All right. Next week on Fear the Walking Dead, it's season two, episode five, called Captive. Alicia works toward reuniting with her family. Travis comes across a familiar face. Madison and Nick try to save their family against all odds. Who do you think oh, Travis is going to Familiar face. Yeah. That girl. I, the Tobias, girl from the raft. Alex. Yeah. Has to be the girl from the raft. Yeah, I think Tob I don't know about sense. Tobias coming back. Yeah. That'd be so <laughs> awesome if it was Tobias. <laughs> know, right? Tobias is like, that would be a little bit crazy. <laughs> it Tobias would, you're right, airdrops yeah. down from one of those helicopters. <laughs> 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 He's the guy running the whole pirate. Uh, <laughs> I tracked your heat signature from LA. <laughs> Just kidding, Madison. Here to save the day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I bet it's her. Uh, Alex is her name. Yeah. Yep. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this when we talked about that episode, but it was there was some confusion about whether her name was Charlie or Alex because in IMDb it was listed as Charlie and also in the descriptions, I think, for the webisodes. But they never said her name in the webisodes. And I think they just decided to change it to Alex because someone called her Alex in the fear of the walking dead episode. Ah. And maybe because I'm guessing, but Charlie's a derogatory name that was originated in Vietnam war. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so, so unfortunate coincidence. Yeah. But anyway, that I'm looking forward to next week episode. Yeah. This was a good cliffhanger and we don't have to wait a week, but still. Yeah. All right, that's our show, episode 218. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, thanks for coming on, Jessica. That was really fun. This was so much fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's awesome Anytime. having you. You do it again some, sometime. Yeah. All right, if you want to call us, you can reach us at four, no, six. How many times have I said <laughs> that? 218. 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323. You can email us at brains at podcastica.com. 
And as always, you can find us on the web at walkingdeadcast.com. And please check out our other podcasts, such as podcast producers on our network at podcastica.com. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Don't get fit. Shannon Bolins. Rawr. Hey! You say Coke. I say Kane. You say John. I say Wayne. Hot dog.